0: hey 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 hey
1: hi welcome to the comic syllabus this will be a brief one because we are on vacation we're in a hotel room hi hi this is co-host kid hi i mean, I mean that is co-host Kid. this is uh, your usual host for the comic syllabus podcast i'm paul and uh, a teacher who reads comics and talks about them yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. What? And co-host kid is my daughter. We're on vacation right now, in a hotel in San Francisco. We just came back from. <laughs> wow, as you can hear, co-host kid is becoming a teenager. Uh, we just came back. We just came back from a fun. What did we do?
0: Um, we went to the parade.
1: The Chinese At
0: Chinese the Lunar New, New Year parade.
1: Lunar New Year, Chinese to Chinatown, Chinese. To Chinatown. <laughs> in san francisco which was a lot of fun um i had hoped to record a longer episode with a fuller review but um not much time this week it was it was tight yeah yeah but anyway today i want to talk to you my dear co-host kid about a book that i've been reading called borders um it's based on a short story by a writer named thomas king Mm-hmm. and it's a uh, drawn adapted by Natasha Donovan from Little Brown Company. It came out at the end of last year in around September 2021. I like it, so I want to tell you about it, okay? All right. S- see if I can entice you to read it. It's a pretty fast read. Um I wouldn't say it's so much fun as as profound and meaningful, but you're into those, you 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 can
0: Yeah, I yeah. get it.
1: Yeah, you, we've been reading the uh, huh, it's now like almost 10 years old, eight, nine years old adaptation of The Lost Hero, which is a Rick Riordan Re- Reardon, Reardon novel in the Percy Jackson series. But although it's the first book of the second yes, arc featuring Jason, back. so The Lost Hero is one of the books that my students will be able to choose from that has a graphic novel, novel, novel graphic novel, <laughs> graphic, novel, Gra- graphic no. novel adaptation. So we've been reading that together because you are well versed in the in the percy jackson verse what is that sound i
0: don't know is that wind i think it's, it's
1: the parade <laughs> it's the parade wow we're right by a window and there's sounds that i, I couldn't identify it's the firecrackers from the parade outside it's yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. real amb- ambience <laughs> uh, anyway, as I was saying, I'm <laughs> teaching a variety, a, a number of books. And so for those of you who are interested in um, my life as an English and comics teacher, the students will be able to um, do uh, choose from among a, a set of books to do literature circles on. And some of these, I haven't talked about them, but they're all YA books that have graphic novel adaptations. They're going to be able to choose between uh, Cami Garcia and Margaret Stoll's Beautiful Creatures, which has been adapted. Um, and uh, crossover, crossover by Kwame Alexander and uh, Walter D. Myers' Monster and um, uh, Speak Laurie, Laurie hall Sanderson's Speak and then the Lost Hero by Rick Riordan yes. is also an option uh, anyway that's, that's going to be a lot of fun um, but what I have been reading lately so this book Borders by Thomas King and Natasha Donovan from Little Brown that came out last year is, is uh, I, just, I just got it. I didn't realize it was out. I totally missed it last fall. Hmm. But um, it's a good comic.
0: Hmm.
1: Any initial impressions, co-host kid, from just flipping through it? I have the hard copy right now that we're looking at. Uh, I like the art style. Yeah, art style looks good.
0: I like the colors.
1: Very, um, kind of a um, mellow color palette, yeah? A lot of oranges mm-hmm. and blues. Yeah. yeah characters look appealing
0: oranges blues yellows
1: what's the sense from just your flip through of what this what kind of story it is
0: Uh, I don't know I did not get any text Just yeah. colors and faces yeah and faces.
1: no wild explosions or no appearance of superpowers I mean yeah
0: it's pretty it looks I mean If you're talking about that, they're not animals. They're
1: not... No talking animals. (laughs) No
0: talking animals, here. No. But I could assume that from just what you told me about it.
1: Whoa, okay. All right, so it's called Borders. So I'll tell you the synopsis, okay? Basically, Thomas King is a writer, um, a Canadian writer um, of Cherokee heritage and Greek heritage. Um, And... um, There's a famous comic writer named Tom King. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: He wrote Batman and other kinds of superhero things. Uh This is not him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's what you were saying.
1: Yeah, this is this is Thomas King, who is um, one of the better-known Native American or indigenous um, scholars, writers in Canada. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a little bit of um, controversy about that, but I'll let folks find that out on the internet. The story nonetheless is is about some Blackfoot um, Indian folks who live very close to the border between um, the United States and Canada, which is why it's called Borders.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Borders.
1: Borders. (laughs) Alright, let's pause real quick. All right, so as I was saying, <laughs> as the firecrackers go on in the background.
0: Yeah, it makes it sound very exciting. It
1: just sounds, sounds dramatic.
0: <laughs> <Don't dissolve. laughs>
1: it's interesting, we're used to firecrackers signifying, um, I don't know, patriotic holidays, 4th of July kind of things, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: It's well, fireworks, not
1: fireworks, so much, not so much firecrackers. Firecrackers. firecrackers
0: Firecrackers are a very Lunar New Year specific thing Like, I never see them anywhere else I never see them during Lunar New Year either Just like this one time
1: Well, being here in Chinatown makes me think about You read the book with Mom It was like a, a children's oriented book But a little bit about the history of Sort of around the time of the Chinese Exclusion Act Somebody yeah. was, uh, what was his name again? He was an American citizen, but Chinese heritage, and he wasn't allowed back in the country. can't remember the name of the short story.
0: It's called I Am an American? Yes. And it's about um, a guy Uh, named...
1: Yes, I'm going to look it up. Wong Kim... Yeah, Wong Kim Duke Lee... Something like that.
0: Something? I'm put, not sure.
1: Put a link in the show notes or something. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's called I Am an American. Anyway, the point being that um, he went to visit family in mm-hmm. China and then was not allowed back, even though he was an, uh, an American-born citizen. And uh, mm-hmm. I- interesting story. Um, this book is not quite like that, but it's similar in dealing with questions of being allowed or not allowed to enter a nation Um, but in a very different kind of circumstance alright so yeah so okay so here's the story let me give you the background it's interesting Um, it's narrated by a boy first panel says when I was 12 maybe 13 my mother announced that we were going to Salt Lake City to visit my sister who had left the reserve moved across the line and found a job and you can see on the first page there's three images what do you see
0: um, there's someone with a bag.
1: Yes, sleeping leaving the house. Yep, yep.
0: Uh, someone scrubbing dishes. Yes. I think that's a girl. Yeah. Yep. Girl scrubbing dishes. Yep. And then a boy reading.
1: Mm hmm. But not really reading got a book open, but he's actually looking at the mom washing at the dishes. Washing Yeah, washing dishes. Good. That's a pretty good kind of opening image, because it really kind of gives you a sense of the characters of the story. This is Leticia, the older sister. Mm-hmm. She moves away from home, right? At first, the mom kind of objects to her moving away from home, but in the end, she winds up being proud of her. This is the mother, and the image of her washing dishes, you know, with the gloves on, sink full of dishes, is, gives you a sense of the kind of, you know, yeah. kind of you know, caring, hardworking mom. She is, right? Uh, and then the son seems to be watching. <laughs> co- co- non-co-host mom is <laughs> doing moves in the background here. It's very distracting, but it's wonderful. Um, but this is our narrator, the um, the son. Mm-hmm. And you can see, even though he has a book open, he's looking at his mom. And that's a really good, actually, um, setup for what the book is. Because it is very much watching the dynamics that have to do with his mom and his sister. Mm-hmm. So we find out really early on that um, his sister decided to move away from home, Letitia, and to move to Salt Lake City in Utah, mm-hmm. right? So if they're around the sort of western part of Canada, Salt Lake City would be, you know, middle or western middle-ish of Canada, right? Yeah. Salt Lake City, Utah. So... Um, Initially, she's a little, um, mom is not totally, terribly excited about daughter moving away, but um, becomes proud of her and decides that she wants to go and visit her in Salt Lake City. And um, you can see, actually, initially when uh, she moved away and they drove her to the border. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, so now, um, getting postcards from her and hearing how she's doing, this is a, a beautiful scene. Well, there's very few words, actually, in a lot of these pages. And this says, um, I wandered back to the car. This is when mom is dropping Letitia the, L- Letitia, the daughter, off first. I wandered back to the car. The wind had come up and it blew Letitia's hair across her face. Mom reached out and pulled the strands out of Letitia's eyes. She describes that small motion. And then it just spends a page showing it, right? You see the page. She's kind of gather her hair. And it's such a, loving like tender movement and the comic spends a whole page just showing this you know little gesture mm-hmm. that says um volumes and then the very last panel and leticia let her and just that like very quiet but profound kind of love you know mm-hmm. Okay, so then she, um, yeah, and then so she says goodbye, right, to her daughter. Mm -hmm. Okay, so fast forward to present, present time, and in a way they, they are going, redoing that trip, but just the, you know, the son and the mom, Mm -hmm. right, and she puts on her best dress, and again, with, like, not a ton of words, but with a lot of meaning in every kind of small gesture, you know, Mm -hmm. they, um go and this is this kind of sets up the the interesting thing about the book. So they go to the the border and there's they describe the two towns that are kind of on either side of the border. See? Mm-hmm. One is called Sweetgrass. That's on the US side. No, that's on the, the Canadian side. And the other one's called Coots. No, no, no. That is the US side. Sorry. On this page, he imagines Sweetgrass sounds like it should be the Canadian town, but it's not. It's the It's the US and vice versa with coots. <laughs> um, but they get there to the border, and this is where you can just tell the way that she's drawn, the way that she is shown, that the mother is um, is very s- strong, you know what I mean? <sighs> they get him an orange crush. He's really excited about getting an orange mm-hmm. crush, which reminds me of your orange Fanta. <laughs> you love the orange Fanta that we can get sometimes at McDonald's. Yeah. Um, they get to the the border, right? And the border patrol comes, and again, in these very, like... There's some words and description, right? It's adapted from a short story. But a lot of things, like you just see a little... Uh, like boots, the holster, and then the border patrol agent doesn't seem particularly mean or hostile or anything like that, you know? It's kind of a... Seems like a nice old man, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he says he asks her questions and then he asks her citizenship right so they're on the border between US and Canada and she says Blackfoot on this big page two page spread
0: mm-hmm. okay do
1: you have a guess what that what the significance of that is
0: um
1: sorry this isn't meant to be a test i just wondered uh, if anything no
0: uh, i don't know, I
1: don't know. <laughs> right here on the podcast everything you know
0: yeah. Plus one equals 15.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot, Dad. Um, so. <laughs> I think
0: it's like because that means she's
1: in an American. Yeah, right, absolutely. So that's like their sovereign tribe, right? You say, mm-hmm. which nation do you belong to where you hold your citizenship? Mm-hmm. Neither the United States nor Canada. I'm Blackfoot, mm-hmm. right? So what do you think is gonna happen?
0: They're
1: not gonna let her. Right. So she repeats. They ask her to repeat. She says Blackfoot. He says Canadian. She says Blackfoot. Right? And then there's a whole long thing where he has to ask somebody. They bring her inside in the sun. They wait. They get interviewed. Hours and hours and hours. And they keep asking Canadian or American. Right? And she says, Blackfoot. And so it winds up, actually, on either side of the border, even to go home, it's this big, long ordeal, right? But, you know, and she answers her questions, and she cooperates with them. And then we see a little bit of the background, more of the sister. But that's kind of the whole story. It's her at the border, um, like, sort of almost being, you know, not let through unless she says either I'm a Canadian or I'm a United States citizen, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she has to say the thing that is true, which is that she is neither. She's Blackfoot, and they can they won't let her. They won't let them through unless she declares one or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's an interesting idea about borders and identity and sovereignty for for indigenous people. And the way that you kind of like carry that out with strength yeah. Um and that and that that's hard. In the end. Do you want me to tell you what happens? I don't want me to tell you what happens. But it's just interesting. They get kind of um, in a way stranded stranded at the border for a long time. Right. So, um and it's kind of seen through the eyes of this this sun. That's the that's the story. And I think I agree with you that the the art is very um appealing. Like you can tell it has a it's showing, telling a very human story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot, and I think it's really interesting as a way to think about identity when you're not even between things, but you are—you have an identity, but the world doesn't necessarily see you that way. It reminds me of the um, the book that we that you were reading with mom. Mm-hmm. What is it? I am an American. I am an American. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in that case, he was clearly saying I, I, I identify as an American but he wasn't seen that way. Hmm. Yeah. All right. It
0: sounds interesting. Have I sold you? Maybe.
1: You know what will what will really sell you is that I think you can finish this book in about five, five, seven, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. The way that you read. Okay. Sometimes you get books and, and you're just turning pages I, it doesn't even look like you're reading words but and i'm not even talking about graphic novels i'm just you're just like reading a book like you know a, a kid's book and you're just <laughs> flipping page. it doesn't even i can't even fathom how you're reading that fast but anyway i think you'll like this
0: yeah well that's why i really read things all, all the time because if i'm not in the right headspace i just skip entire paragraphs and i'm like wait
1: what i used to do that too and i often jump right to the dialogue, which made me read prose books as if they were comics. Because I was basically just <laughs> looking for word balloons. Um, and then if something happened in the description, right, uh, then I missed it. Like, wait, like, what? What, what, what? What happened?
0: Why, why are they yeah. in a different country now? Yeah. yeah what? What,
1: what? Somebody died? What happened? <laughs> yeah. If you didn't say it in the dialogue, I, I don't know what happened.
0: It was just, because it's just like... A bunch of texts describing how they went on the plane. Yeah. How they crossed into a different country. Yeah. And then you're like, and then they're like, um, and then somebody says, "Here in um, England, yep." We did, da- da- and you're like, "What? How did they get in England?"
1: <laughs> you just didn't pay attention. You were just looking for dialogue. Yeah. All right. Can I try to sell you on two more comics? Sure. All right. All right. So that's the bo- that's borders. From Little Brown and Company by Thomas King. Not Tom King.
0: <laughs>
1: Thomas King and Natasha Donovan. Okay, I'm going to tell you about two recently completed miniseries. One DC, one Marvel. Look how balanced I am. Wow, wow. Okay, Amazing. this DC one. I, I was going to say, is this really kid appropriate? I think so. It's you appropriate. You're, I think you're, you can handle this. It's written by Tom King.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> not Thomas King. Tom King, who writes comics. Um, <laughs> and some novels, but I think most of comics. And then it's drawn by this artist named Bilkis Everly. Everly? Sorry, I pronounced that wrong. Everly. It's really cool. What do you see?
0: Um... Supergirl?
1: Yes. It's called Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And it's a pretty different kind of Supergirl story. It's a six-issue, eight-issue miniseries, uh, eight mini
0: right? hmm
1: And so, okay this is the premise it's a little bit violent but it, and it's not in it's not in continuity do you know what that means when a story a comic is not in continuity you know how like the dc universe comics are all interconnected yeah you know like Flash, my like crossover with superman so there's like the main universe but then sometimes they'll tell a story that's like uh we're not really bothering with this fitting in with everything else that's going on yeah let's just present pretend this is like another version you know what i mean Kind of stands on its own. Another
0: universe.
1: Another universe, exactly. So it's kind of a stand on its own Supergirl story. Okay, so basically she um, has turned twenty-one, so she starts to drink. This is already starting to feel not appropriate for children. All right, so so it actually starts off. It's narrated by this girl whose father is killed, and who is she's like a you know a girl on the salient planet, and she's seeking to avenge her father's killing. And so, but she's like a little girl and so she you know tries to get a sword and then she goes to a bar to try to find the person who killed her father yeah. and she's gonna somehow try to avenge his death and then at this you know bar or whatever she runs into Supergirl and um, basically Supergirl's like uh, you know gets in a fight with the guy and then she's like you you can help me avenge my father's death and Supergirl's like what <laughs> And, then, and she just keeps after her. She's like, "You have to help me. You have to help me." You know. And so the whole story is like, right, Supergirl right. goes, "Okay, fine, I'll help you." Right. Actually, in this first issue, it's it's very dramatic. Like she's like, "Look, I, I can't. Okay, uh, I gotta I gotta do some things." And then the bad the enemies come and they kind of attack. And then this is the part. This will be devastating. They they shoot crypto with an uh, arrow. The dog, you know? Mm-hmm. The super dog, that's so sad. And she's like furious, she's just like, okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming after you. Um, Oh, I should have said the reason why crypto is even vulnerable is because Supergirl went to this planet specifically because there's a whole thing about Superman and Supergirl and Kryptonians and if like, they're in on Earth where the sun is yellow then they're super powerful but if they're in a place with a different sun then they're not as powerful and she had to go to that planet because otherwise she couldn't get drunk because if you're super powerful you can't get drunk but if you're in a you know, Place where you're slightly weaker than you can. That's why she's there. So then the whole the whole uh, miniseries is like Supergirl helping this this young girl, you know, find the person who and try to avenge her father's killing. Donkey. Because <laughs> I release Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Okay, what do you think? What's your interest level on a scale of one to no? No, I'm just on a scale of five to Dad, Leave Me Alone? What's your interest level for a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow?
0: Um, I don't. Is this another test?
1: No, no, just curious. Just wondering how good a job I did pitching this book to you. Um,
0: sure.
1: Sure, it's not a number, but that's, I'll take it. <laughs> yes.
0: Well, Dad, Leave Me Alone is not a number either. You're
1: right, okay. Sure, that, I'll take that as a three and a half. Um, okay, my second book, so this is the Marvel one.
0: Isn't that a third book?
1: Yes, yes it is, it is. Welcome to the comics, world. we read widely and dig deep. Okay, so this third one is also a completed mini-series. It has six issues. It's written by Mark Russell. And drawn by Sean Isaacs, or Isaac,
0: Isaacse,
1: Isaacse, Isaacse, I don't know. I
0: don't know something like that.
1: Carlos Magno, Nolan Woodard. Um, it is called Fantastic Four: Life Story. They made a, a book, a mini series called Spider-Man: Life Story, and then they made this one because Spider-Man: oh, Life dude. Story did well. This one, it, it, I think, also was done pretty well. So you know I'm really into the Fantastic Four because I like the family dynamics, right? Yeah. So can you have? Do you have? So this first issue is called the '60s, the '70s. Second issue, the third issue is called the '80s. Do you have a guess what this whole life story, short, uh, um, Mm. miniseries premise is?
0: Yeah, they um, it's like all like the comics
1: throughout the years. Yes, except the 60s is when you know spider-man and fantastic four started right Mm -hmm. but they keep updating the characters you know and rebooting or whatever so that they're always roughly the same age right Mm -hmm. but what if it started in the 60s and they actually kept aging and the story continued Mm. does that make sense so spider-man life story was kind of interesting because by issue six it was already like the 2000 the 2010s and you can see right you can see in this sixth issue of Fantastic Four life story it's the 2010s and they're old Old (laughs) they all look old except for Ben Grimm who looks the same same. same because he's the thing so uh, (laughs) he always you know he's always looked (laughs) I guess old right Um, so even when he was like little he yes yes there's there's some uh, artists who do like a cute Ben Grimm thing (laughs) Anyway, um, so an interesting thing about it is that, you know, uh, one of the Fantastic Four main um, antagonists is Galactus. Yeah. And Galactus is like a devourer of worlds. Yeah. You know Galactus well from uh, Squirrel Girl, Girl. (laughs) where she somehow manages to, to uh, win over Galactus, right? Squirrel Girl
0: wins over everyone. Of course. Oh, she's a squirrel
1: girl. Yes, I was included. Us included.
0: Squirrels included,
1: definitely. <laughs> so you can see Galactus here on the cover of the fifth issue of this, oh. right? So what happens in this is that starting from the 60s, and because they age, it's sort of realistic in, in certain ways, you know, like mm-hmm. things that happen in history and politics through the various decades. Is COVID decades. in there? <laughs> I don't think so. But what is there is kind of like Galactus is coming, winds up becoming a little bit like global warming is coming,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And he's like, uh, or Reed and, and you know, them are kind of like these weird voices in the wilderness, like, everybody pay attention, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, no, what are you talking about, you know, um, and then, of course, ultimately, something happens. I won't give it away. But it's, it's interesting because it's, Fantastic Four has always been about family dynamics,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So, to think about them actually aging through, right, mm-hmm. all these uh, eras, it's just um, interesting to see how those family dynamics would shift when they're also moving with the way that history has has moved. hmm Okay. On a, on a scale of... <laughs> Dad, when is this podcast going to be over? <laughs> to 10. 10 meaning I'm super interested. I'm not even listening to you anymore because I've already started reading. How, how good a job did I do selling you Fantastic Four life story
0: um maybe a seven <laughs> alright seven and a half I'll take it I'll take it
1: <laughs> thanks co-host kid let's get back to our vacation yeah alright this has been the comic syllabus podcast you can find us at multiversitycomics.com and also at com. Um, thank you much yeah check out the substack where I've been looking at various um, substack comics such as Love Everlasting and Okinawa from um, manga manga splaining something expanded what is it manga splaining extra substack um, and thank you see you in a couple weeks bye you want to say bye with me
0: bye bye Let's
1: mm-hmm. keep